All right, everyone, we are back for kind of a makeup episode of Make Friends Radio. Um, as I advised you last episode, I made the silly mistake of trying to make my computer faster by completely deleting all the things that were important, which included an interview with uh, the Lost in Groove boys. So we are here for episode 26, no music, no frills, just bros. So for just... <laughs> So I'm going to take a moment to, uh, to let these guys introduce themselves. Uh, so welcome our friends from Lost in Groove. I'm uh, Mike, who's one of the founders of Lost in Groove, one of the two Mikes. He's also known as Tooth, uh, if you're a DJ person. Uh, I'm Scotty Scribbles, or Scott Wyke, if, uh for my birth name. Also one of the guys that helped start this thing. I'm the other of the two Mikes. And uh, I'm also one of the guys who started Lost in Groove. And uh, you can see me as Amicus behind the decks. Yeah, so so mysterious. Um, so, I mean, let's jump right to it. What, what brought you guys into the scene? Uh, obviously, you guys have been doing this damn thing for, uh, for some time now. Uh, we are currently at their... Um, at their kind of three-year anniversary party... And I was kind of trying to describe it. I knew it was the three. I was leading up to the three-year part. Um, but I've come to see the, the decorations and the decor, and uh, tonight is going to be the jam. The initial interview was supposed to be kind of about this party. So since we can't do that now, why don't we just be at the party and talk? So um, tell us what brought you into the scene, kind of what your views were or what kind of your ambitions were and kind of what started the whole Lost in Groove movement. Sure, I uh, I got really into music as a kid. Um, I uh, I was making sick beats on my drum set at home when I was growing up, and uh, in high school I started getting really really into Tiesto and listened to Tiesto almost exclusively for a number of years. Um, and then uh, you know I was just going to parties all the time. Figured that uh, it was time to kind of take the jump to, to start DJing, got some equipment. And, uh, by that time I had, uh, evolved and I might say graduated to techno and, uh, have been DJing techno ever since. And, uh, and, and, uh, I'll let the other boys talk about kind of how Lost and Groove got started and techno's like itself. And while we're at it, if you're looking for a bunch of like early nineties trans music still, I got you. <laughs> Perfect. Cause I will take that. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, just kind of getting, um, losing my train of thought now. Great. Um, yeah, lost in groove. Um, I uh, started playing music about, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. Uh, got a, you know, the tractor controller, uh, from a recommendation of one of the DJs at the bar I was bartending at. And I was like, Hey man, what should I get? And he's like, do this thing. And it was awesome. And then, you know, you graduate to, you know, from blasting data life and, Melbourne Bounce, which is still making a comeback. It's going to be there. <coughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, when I moved to Sacramento, just, um, you know, I had known uh, Tooth from uh, the rave scene, and we decided, you know, I wanted to learn how to do CDJs and uh, started getting together with our, our other, um, one of the founding fathers, Chad Dillon, uh, Robert Turquoise, um, in the building. Um <laughs> He's still alive. Um, but, but then uh, just getting together with Tooth and uh, playing music, and I was deep into, like, hard techno at that point. And 
sort of <laughs> sort of bounce back out of that a little little bit. Um, I don't know, kind of evolved that way a little bit. Yeah, I'll spare us our, my uh, my age two to <laughs> age eighteen <laughs> musical background, but um, yeah, I think like I went to college in Oregon, and when I and I grew up here in Sacramento, and I moved back. I just like really couldn't stand going out here. So I would, I just started like packing a bag and going out to San Francisco like every weekend from like the time I moved back from college. And that was when I was started going to different clubs, different shows, ended up going to places like 1015 Folsom and the end up. And so, yeah, I was just very hard set on like just going out there to have fun, which I still do a lot, but, um, it was linking up with, Mike and Scott here and our friend Chad that kind of got me into because at that time I wasn't really spending any time going out in Sacramento whatsoever so these guys kind of got me within this loss and groove thing into like sticking around Sacmore and putting in some time and effort doing stuff here going out here so it's been yeah it's kind of how I got wrapped into all this sweet well I know that uh, Sacramento is over the last couple of years has really been on the up and up big changes are happening mm-hmm. big uh you know buildings taking place uh gigantic parties are taking place we have national artists stopping by last night we had weiss the uk um down at london uh, of course i'm too old to, to go out anything past nine i made you guys a promise so you get me till about 10 uh tonight um but so where do you guys see yourself fit into the sacramento scene what is that unique thing that you feel like you're bringing that uh, that others might not be well i think that i mean musically we're probably the i mean we're the only quote-unquote techno-centric party even though you know you can hear a different a variety of different electronic musics at our party but um you know i think just the party itself we bring a specific vibe with like a very diy style with the art and things like that and then um on top of that i think just on like a macro level you know sacramento has been undergoing this big kind of renaissance lately with like the bar scene blowing up a lot of cool restaurants the michelin guide coming through here and um so yeah sacramento's just kind of having its moment of like its renaissance and so i feel like music is a part of that and we kind of feel like we are a small part of the expanding music scene along with like arts and culture and all that. So it's uh, pretty cool timing wise. I totally agree with Mike Our, uh, and you know, kind of one of the, one of the things that I think is, was, had helped us was uh, when we started doing this. Um, I mean, there Sacramento has had and still has tons of amazing parties and, and groups of people that throw events uh, at which, uh, you know, I mean, there's something to do, Often, I mean, Requiem just had their six-year uh, last last Saturday, and uh, I think, yeah, like last night, London had had Weiss out, and and so there's there's a lot of like cool parties going on. But when we came in, I think Requiem was was not doing as many events as they were. The HMNI guys, I mean, I didn't even know that 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 had existed, um, and so we were just kind of looking to we wanted to throw a party, and like we want we wanted to play our music for people and so it was one of those things like let's do it ourselves and and for me personally it's been a really fun you know experience to to decorate this place and come up with random weird dangerous (laughs) art that might fall on people don't uh we can edit that out later Uh, knock on wood yeah um 
but that part has been really fun and and um i think something that is is more special than just kind of going to a club that stays the same every single time the same you know the party evolves every single month we add something new in terms of artwork or placing the stage in a different space or trying to just like switch up the party have have the party be about the party not just about the dj that's playing that night so that's why we have a live artist will be on the stage we have you know graphics that are going to be projecting weird stuff on the walls we've got eyeballs hanging from the ceilings um you know just like everything too so there's more to do than just stand in your your techno marching marching dance uh which again i'm not opposed to and i'll be doing that all night but um (laughs) the the sway yeah and uh this is the other mic um just to kind of build on to what uh the first mic was saying um there's been a lot going on in Sacramento in terms of uh, growth um, in nightlife and things like that. And so uh, I think it's really, we really see that Sacramento is going to be growing with a lot more people coming in and with a lot more things to do and a lot more reasons for people from out of town to come into Sacramento. And so we hope to be able to provide something that uh, provide that, that is available to, to the people that are coming to the city. And when they get here, they see that it is vibrant and um there's a really supportive community and there's a lot of unique things that they can see that they may not have uh known existed here Uh, and so we hope to be just you know one of the pieces of that uh underground nightlife in sacramento sure sure and uh on the the topic of support you know i do think that sacramento is is fairly good uh, on the support spectrum uh, however, I think that we could do a lot better supporting other people's ventures, right? We uh, we tend to get tied up in kind of really supporting just things that we're directly involved with, which is a little bit counterproductive to the overall bigger scene. Um, so for those of you that do listen and, and love to support guys like Lost in Grooves or myself or the HMNI or Requiem or whoever it might be, you know, try and make an effort to show face for five, ten minutes well, it doesn't seem like a lot to those people that are involved. It, it sometimes means uh, whether they're going to be throwing a second or third party or not. So um, c- consider that. Now, on the scope of kind of uh, Sacramento's growth, what is the bigger picture for Lost and Groove? What do you guys kind of see? Um, is there a vision? Are we looking at you know bringing out Tiesto? What's what are we thinking? Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, in the long term, we would like to see uh, some growth in terms of the level of artists that we bring in um, from, uh, you know, somewhere in Europe or South or Central America. Um, We definitely are always keeping our eyes open for potential new venues um, and just want to make sure that uh, our parties remain unique and a safe space for uh, the the crowd that comes here. So, you know, if the crowd begins to outgrow what we have here at Barfly, then, um, you know, there's there's definite opportunities. I don't know if we'll be bringing out Tiesto, um, <laughs> but now that we got the stadium here, who knows, we might uh, we might get a special special Tiesto show or maybe some Hardwell, um, something we can all get behind. <laughs> I mean, I, I've definitely been planning on, on sending Dead Mouse an email and just being like, hey, man, do you want to come play a 150 person show for the park? That's right. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I mean, for artists, you know, we we definitely we're, we we want to keep bringing you know bringing cool cool talent that doesn't you know that doesn't normally stop by by Sacramento. It is it is difficult for us with just being a monthly, and so you know we only really have you know we we get hit up by agents often, and they're like, hey, I've got you know Joe Blow, this guy who's touring. He's dope. He's he's awesome. Um, uh, that's my my new alias. Um, he's really unreliable though with the whole blow thing. Yeah, su- super. Yeah. Um, but you know, and and so it's just hard when you're like, well, cool man, but we are booked out for the next five months, and we can only do it on second Saturday, which I've told you eighteen times in all of my last emails. So no, we can't do it. <laughs> Um, trying to think of a different approach for growth, but, uh, that isn't just kind of reiterating what they were saying, but I think, yeah, I mean, uh, as we go on, I mean, I think each year our art and our decor has evolved and kind of, I think that kind of shapes the vibe of our party, honestly. So each year it's been drastically different so next by next four year four you can expect this place to look probably very very different um and then ter- in terms of types of events yeah we have this you know our flagship technozaic event but we've done other kind of one-offs like we did a revel party at the elks tower with that had kind of incorporated like dinner cuisine along with like a party after um so we're kind of always just like keeping our eye open for different ways that we can kind of jump into doing something new and interesting. And, un- and again, like Mike said, unique, um, cause that's kind of special to us. People have a unique experience at our party. Sure. So, uh, you mentioned, um, kind of the, the, the vastly different party that you currently throw. If you guys could reflect for a moment, um, what were some positives and negatives of your first experience of throwing a party? You know, because typically my first experience of throwing a party was like I was the only one there mm-hmm. and maybe the guy who brought sound and then my friends would stop and be like, this sucks and then leave. And, uh, you know, uh, what were your experiences? I mean, there's not any like huge disasters coming to mind, but I mean, the reason the way we got the name Technosaic is because before we had an art guy, we were making our first flyer and I put this weird like mosaic filter or like like splash over this flyer that we had, which I was just making on like GIMP, which is like an open source, like Photoshop. So it was, you know, one of the most like ragtag flyers you could ever see. And, you know, I had to do it like a million times to get it to fit like Facebook. And, but that's where the name Technosaic came from. Cause I just put a mosaic like look on this flyer and we just need something catchy. So that was pretty much it. And then, um, yeah, and we used to do the party up on the stage, and that, like, you know, we got pretty tired of that because I don't think that really coincides with, like, our vibe of just it not being all about the DJ. We like being tucked in this back corner here and letting people just explore the room. Um, I appreciate that, but, actually. Yeah, but I'll let these guys add on. <laughs> so so the first party we actually did um, was uh, we called it Basement Sessions, and we partnered um, – partnered with a Sacramento or a, a Sacramento guy and then a an underground uh, San Francisco DJ who was um, making some some trips out here and uh, that was it was actually because we partnered with that and we got I mean we got hammered by her about our promotions because we're we're pretty lackadaisical when it comes to pushing our marketing and, and things like that and 
uh, we had never thrown a party, right? So we didn't we didn't know what we were doing. And uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember two two disasters for that. Which one? Um, I was told that uh, as as the artist came in, uh, she had lost her flash drive, but she had all of her all of her music on this like super old iPod, and <laughs> she's she's like asking me to because we were using tractor at the time because we were not i was not confident enough to try to beat match by by ear or anything like that um in front of people and so we were using tractor and i had to sit with my computer open for the first three hours of the party trying to figure out a way to get music from this this iPod, like nano iPod, this old school thing, just like, I mean, people don't even use iPods anymore, I don't think. Um, but just like try to pull the music on there. And then it had like deleted all this. I don't know. It was, that was, that was pretty messy for me, but that was an awesome party. I mean, dude, people were still drinking at like four. It was like a true underground. Um, but that yeah, it was the oh, Bruce cool. Dollar basement. It was freaking awesome. Uh, huge. That, that venue was cool. I would love to. Yeah, I, I think they didn't move, too, because that, moved, that was right? really like a swanky. I mean, not really swanky, but, you know, it had that kind of rustic vibe. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was super fun to throw a party down there. Um, yeah, I can't really think of any other, like, major disasters. You know, I think with every party, um, something probably goes wrong, and we just do our best to make sure that nobody else knows that something's going wrong so that uh, it doesn't distract from the party. Um, but kind of along the lines of what Scott was saying about our um, thinking, thinking about uh, how we're, we're relatively lackadaisical about our promotions, I think one of the things that I've really enjoyed seeing over the last three years was the organic word-of-mouth growth of a very consistent crowd who shows up and, and they're, they're here early and they stay all the way till the end. Um, we, we really... Uh, are we really wanted to be able to throw our party past two o'clock and really have uh, sort of an after hours vibe and um, I think that there are a, a significant number of people who really enjoy that and and they show up every month and they really stay till the end and and it's really awesome because the people who are there until three it's just the best vibes and uh, and it's been really nice to kind of see that growth and, and that late night crowd grow just organically yeah, it's really cool to find a crowd that uh, a crowd that actually appreciates what you do. You know, you don't have uh, some bro like myself that just shows up and gets shit faced and you know fist pumps through your entire set. It's people that actually enjoy the music and oh, I take that back. You're welcome as well. <laughs> All are welcome here. So um, you know, obviously the the parties are successful. You know, the names are growing. As DJs, uh, what do you guys hope to see in, in your futures? Is there any kind of parties that you have your eye on that you'd like to be considered for? Is there production that you're looking to get into? Kind of what are the visions that you have for your your own success? Um, yeah, I think that there... Uh, I've enjoyed playing in San Francisco when given the opportunity. Um, there are a couple of parties in San Francisco that I think would be really fun to play at. Um, I think just more generally... Um, in Sacramento and in San Francisco, uh, I've, I've always really, really enjoyed playing outdoor parties, daytime parties, nighttime parties, whatever it is, if it's outdoors, um, it's always, if the vibe is always incredible and it seems to be a little bit easier to kind of get in the groove and, and have, uh, just have a lot of fun. And so, um, I hope to be able to have the opportunity to play some more outdoor parties for sure. 
um, for me, it's it's kind of a less music oriented and more um, art oriented. I'm, I've uh, submitted my letter of intent for uh, bringing art out to Burning Man and actually like having an installation. Very cool. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, so I've got some projects kind of that I you know that I'm working on and and the concepts will be at Technosaic as I as I push through those and and try to figure that stuff out. Um, in terms of like you know right now i'm just kind of enjoying you know i enjoy playing music at home and and collecting kind of as you know kind of weird weird music and uh playing that there's not really too much of a space uh yet in sac for you know things like psytrance or you know really kind of dark and, and broody um you know kind of down tempo afro you know afro type house uh music there's not really a, a space for that yet um i'm not saying that it there won't be um, and maybe, maybe I'll be a part of, of pushing something like that. Um, but yeah, for now it's kind of more art focused. Sure. I mean, so I, I appreciate kind of that, uh, that, that sentiment about not really having a place to play the type of stuff that you're most into. And I would like to advocate, please do that because I think the market here is open to those type of things, but they might not know that that's something that they like, you know, our goal with the, the day vibes thing of course, we're trying to support small local businesses uh, by doing that. But the, you know, the, the musicality behind it is really us trying to find a place to play those weird kind of slower jams that no one wants to hear after nine o'clock or yeah, no one will book yeah. after nine o'clock. So we said, well, everyone likes to drink in the middle of the day and everyone likes to chill to jazz and down tempo and trip hop. And absolutely, so we're going to try this. So we're in our kind of starting stages of that. So I would like to encourage I'm, I'm you to, see that. to yeah. very much do the same. Um, I do want to ask you one more question before we pass the mic. Uh, you'd mentioned the art submission yeah. for Burning Man. Is that in something that you're in a position to talk about? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, if you've been to Technosaic uh, and we're staring at them right now, there's these uh, big three foot, um, well, three three by four foot eyeballs uh, that have LED LED lights around them. And uh, what I want to make, uh, and, and so the, the letter of intent is like the submission that, that you send to the Burning Man and say, hey, I want to make art. Here's kind of an easy concept. After that, they take those, they kind of whittle them down, and then you can get a formal, like send a, like a formal proposal with budgeting and, and really like all the nitty gritty. Right. And if they accept you then, then you can go and they'll, they'll, they might give you money. They might give you a space to, to do it. Um, but I want to make this um, like a Scribbles Funhouse where it'll be uh, kind of like these big eyes. Uh, so it'll, it'll be like a standing up triangle. Uh, how do I explain this? Uh, so if you if you have a bird's eye view, if you're looking down at it, it'll look like a triangle. If you're looking at it on um, just at, on the front, it'll be like a 24-foot long uh, piece of wood. So it'll be three sides. And then... Um, It'll have eyeballs and then a mouth and then you can go into the mouth uh, and it, it'll be all lit up and then you go into the mouth and then the inside will be kind of like a trippy um, kind of out of the elements sort of uh, little fun house place that you can kind of freak out in. Sweet. So <laughs> primarily to be enjoyed sober, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. totally. Say no to drugs, kids. <laughs> um, for me, as far as like DJ goals wise what you're asking um i mean i'm not, i don't really like think a whole i think a whole lot about like 
I'm not the kind of person that like asks to play at shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think too much in terms of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun playing in like San Francisco and stuff every now and then, but I just really like the process of just like spending hours finding music and spending the money I don't have on buying it. And, <laughs> and if people hit me up to play, then that's awesome. But you know, it's not going to change like what I do. Um, and yeah, I've been doing a little on the production stuff. I just have like an all hardware setup kind of right now. Um, I would like to get my hands on Ableton to kind of help me streamline a lot of kind of the processes that I've been working on with the hardware. Um, and I have actually put me and my friend Nolan have been working together where we kind of record a lot of like the hardware instruments into logic and then, um, arrange things like that. So we actually just like made a track that he played at the last Technosaic. Um, so, you know, I guess it's, we're dabbling, but it's nothing, you know, that I'm looking to make a career out of or anything like that. Cool. Well, uh, as you know, we call you here on the show, uh, truth because, uh, tooth just <laughs> didn't seem fitting with the, uh, the badass mix that you submitted. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that is pretty cool. So as we also know, you know, SAC, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, is on kind of the big up and up with uh, its growth. You know, we are kind of one of the focal points for the beer scene in the United States. Uh, we've got a growing kind of food scene. Um, had a conversation with my fiance earlier where I tried to say that Sacramento has always been badass, uh, but she didn't agree, which I think I was probably wrong on that. Sacramento is starting to become pretty badass. Um and what I'd like, you know, in in the big scheme of things is for us to have our goals not be to go to San Francisco. I want people from San Francisco to come to Sacramento because I think we have probably one of the kind of most robust group of DJs locally. If you think about the talent that we have packed into such a, a small town, I think we'd be kind of hard to beat. And, uh, yeah, so what do you guys think about the growth and kind of what are the elements of Sacramento that you most appreciate? I mean, you kind of touched on them, a lot of them there. Um, <laughs> um, again, yeah, I think it's just being part of that boom that's kind of taking place with like food, music, art, culture, and we're just like a small part of that music scene. Um, and I mean, I think us and, you know, there's a lot of respect for a lot of the smaller underground local scenes like HMI, FAF, people like that. But I think like, what us and Requiem are doing, we're definitely trying to push the envelope and booking a lot of the talent that you see playing in San Francisco and LA and we're capturing them on these tours. And, um, you know, to some people that might not mean anything, but it's pretty cool for us to, like you said, book people that people don't need to go to San Francisco to see, they can just stay here and see them. Um, and then also actually tonight for our party with Galen, I've, informed by a number of people from the Bay area that are coming out to play our party, uh, or not play our party. <laughs> I hope not, um, <laughs> to, uh, to attend our party. So it sounds like there's actually, you know, a draw from uh, people from the Bay area who are coming out to see Galen play and like check out our party. And, um, so yeah, I, I'm exciting thing. So I think that kind of like touches on the, the expansion of Sacramento's sure. kind of sprawl. And there's an extreme minimal chance that you'll be like one of the two people that will have heard this before the party tonight. So uh, we'll pretend like we're in the future right now. Wow, you really missed a great party, guys. <laughs> oh, crazy. Um, yeah, one of the things that I really uh, think is 
is helpful to the Sacramento scene is um, a lot of the leadership in Sacramento has been very supportive of uh, helping the art scene uh, stay supported and grow even more. And, uh, and so not just at the, at the immediate local level in Sacramento, but also um, in the legislature, you know, the uh, Senator Scott Wiener's bill trying to uh, extend the last call until 4 a.m., um, that seems to be like a, a nice push to uh, show a little bit more respect for the value that nightlife brings to uh, the vibrancy of communities. Um, we were invited to uh, invited by Senator Wiener's office to uh, speak in front of the California legislature uh, to kind of uh, describe the value of Sacramento's uh, incredible nightlife scene to the city and. Um, that was a really nice exercise and just kind of reflecting on, um, you know, what, what the, the nightlife really does do for the city and for the people who participate in it and how, you know, sometimes there's, it, it doesn't get a good rap, but, uh, there's really, there's so much value to staying out at night and, and interacting with people and being able to see different kinds of music and art and all these things that, you know, may not feel the same way if you experience it during the day. Um, so I think that we're going in a really good direction, um, in Sacramento specifically. So, um, I'm just pretty proud of that. Yeah. I mean, touching on that and not trying to compare our city to these other cities, obviously, but in cities like Amsterdam and Berlin, they have like actual nightlife government that, kind of like police that whole thing and try to build it um, because they recognize the importance to their city, to those cities and those cities obviously are like epic hubs of music and culture and travel and tourism. So um, yeah. Sweet. Well, before we kind of move on from the, uh, the scene talk, um, what do you guys have in store for the next one? Uh, next Tech Mosaic, uh, December 9th, uh, 10th, maybe De- uh, December roughly some <laughs> second Saturday in December. Um, we're going kind of a, we're doing more of a local, um, local show where we'll, we'll release the lineup as soon as our artists finish our, finishes our, <laughs> our flyer, which takes a, takes a while. Um, but, uh, I'll just try to. Uh, you can see my my new drawbridge over here above the door, which the guys were hating on with the lights. Um, and uh, I'm gonna kind of it's a concept piece I'm working on that'll I don't know be make it weird and and cool and exciting as you you know come on in. Yeah, I really appreciate the uh, the neon disco horse. <laughs> the, yeah, that one took like, that forever. That was a pretty nice addition. <clears throat> I feel like it really ties the room together. Yeah, that was a I found. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I found that on the side of the road actually, uh, a rocking horse, and then I I painted it and bedazzled it so come check it out disco horse sweet so before we kind of part ways and, and let you guys get on with throwing a, a dope party here is there anything uh anything else you guys want to chat about any shout outs you'd like to give any plugs you want to give for your instagrams facebooks all those good things lost and groove music at instagram i don't i don't know how instagram works that well so it's mainly uh, for pictures. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. I think it's lost music is it? Lo- it's all of it. Lost in Groove Music. Yeah, that's our our Facebook and and Instagram. 
um, you know, we've got we've got a good team behind us with, uh, you know, Donald and, and Austin, and he was here earlier helping us out, and um, Bree, uh, Mike's wife, has has always been you know a huge help to every every show. You know, in terms of you know having people help us work the door or help us tear down or help us set up. It's I mean we the three of us couldn't do it by ourselves. Um, so just having like a really good support group around us and, you know, everybody that comes to those shows are just super awesome. Like, I mean, like, like Mirza said earlier, people come in early and they stay late and it is, it's been really, really cool to see that grow, especially from the first couple of times when we were trying to do late, late night party. And it would be just the three of us with like, you know, Dawn and Austin, flailing around on the dance floor to, to the poor the poor person that had to play for us so um yeah thanks to everybody yeah i also want to kind of give out specific shout outs to uh to mike garrison ben liebold and um and chad uh who were all integral in helping lost and groove get to where it is and, and as scott was saying you know we couldn't do this without uh the strong support of uh sort of a behind the scenes team so i just definitely wanted to kind of give them a shout out and give them some recognition Shout out to the entire Lost in Grooves uh, family. It sounds like there's a lot of people that contribute to making this uh, exactly what it is. So I uh, do want to invite everyone out. Uh, we have Cooper Saver coming out to Requiem Events Banana Sundays on November 24th. That is from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m., which is my kind of party. I will be awake. Uh, it will be dark at some point. I will likely be leaving right about that point. Um, but anyways, it will be amazing. Keep an eye out for the next Freakish as well. I got a chance to check out uh, the first Freakish um, a, a couple of weeks ago, and it was some of the dopest kind of like bass music vibes um, that, that I've had exposure to in quite some time. Um, day vibes, as I mentioned before, will be happening uh, tomorrow. You probably won't know about it. Maybe I'll see you there. Maybe I already saw you there. Who knows? Uh, but keep an eye out for... Uh, those parties, because it's something that, that Rich and I are really trying to push with kind of just that mid-tempo, day-chill vibe stuff that just doesn't really have much of a place. So we're trying to make that place and um, help me sleep better at night. Come hang out. Having said that, you know, we appreciate you guys always taking the time to uh, to listen to our shows. Love hearing feedback. If there's anyone that you want us to have on the show, any restaurants you'd like to give a shout-out to, uh, you know, bartenders, whatever it is, uh, I want to bring the whole community together. And uh, sometimes that requires your help. So uh, much love to everyone. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all the other social media type things. And uh, subscribe on iTunes because that is awesome when you do that. Until the next episode, farewell, friends. Peace. <laughs>